All right. All right. We're back. Still there? Yep. I'm right here. So, um, yeah, I hear you loud and clear. How about me? Yeah, oh, yeah. Perfectly. I was trying to use okay. my microphone. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah you sound really good. No, I, really I, it's good. not. Pl- it's not plugged in now. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I mean, can you? Yeah. 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 You sound really good. Really. Really good. I thought I could do it with my phone. I I can only do it with my laptop. But anyway, um, okay. So you you go ahead because we gotta keep this succinct because unfortunately we're still having that technical problem. Yeah. Um. So I wonder. Uh. But getting back to the, you know them the recasting T'Challa, like I was saying, Shuri was Black Panther in the uh in the in the comic book, and that's where I think they're going. So it's not really unheard of of T'Challa not being Black Panther. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not. It's right. not. So they're not going that far off the storyline if she does become Black Panther. So that's why I'm saying, like, did you happen? Like, like we got cut off when I asked you this. Did you happen to watch the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Oh yes, yes I did. Yeah. Do you remember the very first Ant Viv compared to the second Ant Viv? The first what again, please? The, the first Ant Viv. Compared oh, to the second. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's a lot of controversy about that because. Right. The original was dark skin and and you know mm-hmm. and then they picked a lighter complexion uh, actress for the the replacement right and i'm gonna be honest with you i thought the first one was a better one so um honestly so- personally it didn't it doesn't matter to me personally so long as the person does a good job i understand the controversy i really do but i i think i think they're kind of Honestly, even even if the producers or, or the executives, whoever you want to say, because they're in business, if they had to do that and if it helped the show go on, because I, I hate to say that, but you know, in the end, you want you want to see a black show stay on the air. You got to get ratings, and if that's what they had to do, they had to do it. Right, but see, I, that's I, what I know. As a lot of people don't want to hear that these days, but that's the way it is. But see, that's what I mean, Joe. That's about the recasting. Like when you recast and you got big shoes to fill. And that's what I'm saying, because what happens is people are more they're more focused on the job the actor or actress did as the replacement or the recasting of the actor or actress. They're more focused on their performance than they in the movie. And I think it takes from the movie. That's why I, don't I, like- I totally I totally agree with you. A hundred percent. Like I said, we're trying to be a little bit more succinct because of time. Uh, but you can keep sending the invites as much as, as you want. Um, okay. um, who do you think would be the cl- okay? I get what you're saying, but if you had to choose, what actor would you choose to uh, be recast as Black Panther if you had to choose? Believe it or not, um, Michael J. White, I think he'd be good. Um, now, who's can you help me out? Who now is there yeah. a movie he's famous for? I yeah, might he recognize he played Spawn, he played Spawn, he played the black guy. Oh. The Dark Knight trilogy, the, the guy, uh, the black guy that had his own mob group, and he he's, some, he was in the movie Spawn. Yeah, I yeah. could see that. Um, I could see that because he got some nice, you know, he has a really nice put together body, and um, he's a very good actor. Um, yeah, they, were actually, yeah. They, actually, they actually asked um in the beginning. So, uh, oh, oh, okay, yeah. So he was actually asked. Did, did he turn it? Did he turn it down? Yeah, because he said when they asked him, not not because it wasn't the MCU when they asked him, it wasn't the MCU. 
this was this was. I don't say who the hell would turn that down. <laughs> but this, at the time, you know, saying so. But now he sees how big you know it's become. Now he's thinking, dang man, I, you know, I should have took that yeah. role. Yeah. But well, it's 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 like I can't remember, and, and I know I'm trying to keep it succinct. But it's like you hear about these other act, like other movies or shows, like the guy who played Magnum PI, of course, Tom Selleck. I guess he was considered for Han Solo or something like that, or or no, not Han Solo. Excuse me, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Right. And yeah, it's he, like when you hear when you hear about. Oh, it's like I can for okay for me for Black Panther. If I have, I'm I'm not good with the names. Um, I a lot of times that everybody people who've heard me have said this before, and you have to fill in for me a lot of times, Jerome, because I'm bad with names. But I'm trying to. Um, I. I'm trying to think who I think would be. I'm not sure. I would have to. I would have to. Because they got to have the right regal attitude. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, uh, Chadwick, he had that regalness about him. He wasn't just just an actor. He, even his personality, I think it came through his acting. He, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't. You know, with all due respect, he, he wasn't ghetto. He had a regalness about him. As an actor, as, as a person too, I think. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like you said, it'd be so hard to replace him. I, I, I'm not sure who who I can think of, but I'm sure there are others. If I, I'm bad with names, if I saw, if I saw, you know, uh, uh, I did like a Google search for black actors, uh, black male actors. I'm sure there would be a couple. Like, uh, oh yeah, I forgot about him and so so. I can't think of them right now though. Yeah, because they were actually talking about bringing back Killmonger, and him bring, you know, having him play. Uh, the Black Panther, like he learned this lesson, and now he's the Black. You know, um, now is, first, is that? Do you know? Is that is that canon? Uh, yes, it is. He he in a comic book, he 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 has been Black Panther before, but I like I said, I'm of the ilk of if it's not broke, don't fix it. And I honestly think this this is really going test test of the MCU about what they're going to do without their you know their pride and joy. Pretty much, chat with Bozeman. And I think you go with, we, when you do it this way, you don't recast. You have to get more creative with the story. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Like, I'm going to go see it just to see what they're going to do with it. And I think it's a great marketing play. I think it's an awesome uh, marketing play. But I, I don't, like I said, I don't want to recast for the sake of recasting. Cause like I said, because people are going to be so focused. Oh, well, he was not as good as, you know, as Chadwick. Or maybe he was better than Chaswick, you know. But you're going to have so many naysayers saying that he wasn't better than him. And it's going to take away from the movie. And I don't want to do that. So that's my opinion. So. You're saying? You're saying? <laughs> oh, well, well, it's just, a lot, it's just fans, you know, a lot of times. Uh, I think more uh, MC or marvel fans than dc fans i think they tend to be more picky kind of like yeah. star wars fans you know i i personally think they are but um and like what you're saying they're they're gonna bitch one way or the other to be honest with you yeah and and, and what, I, what i fear more than anything joe says is that it's going to take away from the movie like the movie could be great but everybody's going to the recasting of black panther i mean that's what they're going to be focused on so there are going to be some people that said you know Oh, I think you did a wonderful job being Black Panther. But most people are going to say, no, I don't think he did that good of a job. I don't, you know, and then that that bleeds into the movie. 
Yeah. So and then movie, and the movie could be great, but the performance of that actor or actress that got recasted is going to take center stage. And I don't that's that's I don't want that because Black Panther is a uh, a chapter of the bigger story of the MCU. And that's what makes yeah. the MCU so great is because I, every chapter is great. I'm sorry, go ahead, Joseph. No, no, no. I didn't I didn't mean to you, you were talking. Uh, but actually, it's, and I know, I know it's a different thing, but I always like to use an, um, not not analogy in this case, but actual reference. Um, uh, I'm thinking about, okay, as, as, of course, speaking as a Star Wars fan, I'm thinking about Solo, the movie Solo, as in Han Solo. There were so many people, and, and maybe I'm kind of guilty of it too. We were focusing way too much on the young actor. I think he was uh, Scandinavian or something like that. Um, the one who played a young, uh, 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 I was going to say hair support, Han Solo. So um, those who those who know, and I, I don't know, I know you're not a big Star Wars fan like I am, uh, uh, to to the same extent as I am. But anyway, and I think like what you're saying, Jerome, I think it took away from the experience of just watching Han Solo movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great seeing the origins of Han, just the fun of it. But we were so caught up and. And not only that, but also, uh, what's his bucket? Um, Danny Glover's son. We talked about him before. Um, I forgot his name. The, the, he's also a rapper. The actor who played as uh, Land, younger Lando Calrissian. Mm-hmm. Um, we were focusing on how did how did he do a good job of portraying, and then we just lose the the fun of the the, the movie. And I I think we would do the same thing. I know we would do the same thing with Black Panther with this situation. Um. So that's what I'm saying, just that. So, like, so in, in spirit, I get why people say, you know, you should recast in spirit. But when it comes to the substance of the movie, I really think that, you know what? Let's not just recast them and let's see where else we can take the story without yeah. them. Because, I mean, because what? Because have you seen? I guess you haven't seen the preview yet, right? Uh, I think I, I think I did actually. I think I did. You know what? I ain't gonna lie. Like it basically, I got emotional when I seen that. When I seen the preview, because it's such a good preview. Because you got uh, everything's gonna be all right. She's singing it a cappella, and everybody's really sad about his death and everything. And it's really, it's, it's really, really, I really. Guess uh, I, did, I guess I did not. Well, you know, you, you now is it a preview or is it a trailer? It's so I mean, a trailer. Excuse me, excuse me, a trailer. I forgive me, a trailer. Okay. I think and I you. think it's I think I've seen because you know they have so many different trailers. I think yeah. I may have seen a different trailer. Okay, but I'm not gonna lie, it's it's very emotional, man, because you know, like you feel like the character's pain because when I, when I found out he died, I felt that same way, Joseph. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's yeah. There's, there's. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at just and here's a side thing. Four minutes and fifteen seconds. So interesting. Uh, for for the technical thing, I just I just for the record. Um, well, okay. <laughs> okay. So so you, so what else? So do do you think? I, I don't know. It's, I mean, does this per, does this also go for other characters besides Black Panther? Or is it just because um, of Black Panther? Because as African-Americans, you know, he's, he's kind of like ours. Do you think it's, it's more special for us because of that? No, not even really, because like I said, I'm a huge, I am a huge Cobra Kai fan. And Cobra Kai, are you still there? Yeah, I can still hear you. Okay, Cobra Kai 
is like the spinoff series of the Karate Kid, and it's great. And they don't recast; they write you off the show if you were to pass. The people that have passed, they just write you off the show. So, and it's great. I love the fact that they don't recast. Um, that's what makes it so great. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I get in theory why people say just go ahead and recast. But, and you know, emotionally, I, I don't want to see a new Black Panther, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and it's not the same as, for instance, um, like James Bond. Because there's James Bond, the, 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 the guy, and there's 007, the position as an agent. So, and because we're talking, this is the, uh, the what's, what's Black Panther's his real name? T'Challa. Thank you. I can never thank you. That's him. That's that's not a position. That's not a an office. It is him. So it's so it's not the same as recasting 007 with someone, you know, because that's a that was that's a spy agent. Uh, and, and that's an office that someone different people can actually hold. A lot of people don't realize that about um, James Bond. This is this is the guy, so you can't re, you can't really replace him. Mm-hmm. So so, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we sh- maybe we should be more open to having another actor play him. I don't know. Like I just said, I, like a spirit, I get it, but I honestly believe after his passing, it's going to take away from the movie. Yeah, there, there's there's no question about. It. There's no replacing him. Right, and I guess, and you know, and Joe said, and, and oh, everybody was going to see. It was the same thing. Joe said, remember what happened with Spider Man. Now, which one? There are so many. Yeah, right. Okay. Like the second one is the Amazing Spider-Man when they had Andrew Garfield play him. They put Andrew Garfield yeah. play him. Right. But Correct. Everybody kept comparing his Peter Parker towards Tobey Maguire. And that's that is an excellent. That is an excellent. Uh, 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 what's the word I'm trying to say? A, a, example. That's an excellent right. example. You're right. right. And then, but see, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man two, it didn't do as well. It's because everybody's wondering. Well. He didn't do such a good job as Tobey Maguire, and it crippled the movie. And for the record, I thought he—I thought all three guys, and I mean the most recent, you know, Tobey Maguire, the Garfield, and the the kid. The, now again, I'm bad. Tom Holland. The one, Tom Holland. Thank you. I think they all did great. I think they have yeah. different interpretations as as artists and actors. When I say that, but I think I think they they're acting. I think is great. It's just. It's equivalent to, and since I collect comic books, there are different artists. They have different styles of how they depict the character. I tend to favor the realistic approach. I don't like the cartoonish look in in comic Mm -hmm. books. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you can see that as kind of like an analogy to actors. uh, um, Garfield, uh, is that his last name, Garfield? Yep. Yeah, okay. He he is more of a, he has a different interpretation than T- Toby McGuire. Toby he he's slightly cooler than Toby McGuire's interpretation, in my opinion. Tom Holland is kind of like in between somewhere. So mm-hmm. so if, if, so if they were to get another actor to play uh, uh, Black Panther, he is going to have a, a a different interpretation, you know. And I and I do mean he, not not his sister, you know. Correct. Um... Uh, out, Joseph. Yeah. 
So, oh, oh, you're still there. Good. Um, yeah, I know. It's, I'm, I'm looking at it. It's, it's eight minutes. Now it's nine minutes. I can't yeah, believe it. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. But let's not jinx it. So, uh, um, when you when you say recast, Joseph, do you say, you know what? This guy might be a better T'Challa ever? I mean, for, for I mean, for me, you know, obviously, I don't have any experience in it. But for me, what I look as as a as a fan, just you know, as a consumer, the way I do it is this: okay, well, like I just told you, I'm I'm open to. I'm not a purist like a lot of fans are. I, I never want to ever be like that. I'm open to having different people play the role. I'm okay with that. But what I look at is, does he or she do a good job in representing? You know, it's more mechanics to me. Are, are they doing a good job of acting as an actor? Are they doing, you know, with their, with their lines and their delivery? Even if they do it a little bit differently, I'm okay with that. Because, they're, uh, like I said, using uh, the example of me collecting comic books, you see the different artists. Uh, they have different styles in how they depict the, the characters. Yeah, Um so, so for me, I, so for me, it's it's more about do they do a good job in uh, in acting, not so much as comparing that actor to the previous actor or actors. It's it's more of how did they do as an as an actor depicting the character. Well, so I, I'm I'm a lot more open minded than quite frankly most uh, MCU fans are because you know, they're like in Star Wars fans. They I think they're just too. In my personal opinion. Well, the, see, the problem I have, like, because you know they're redoing Blade next year. Oh, I can't wait. I, 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 I ran across, I saw something about that. But go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. But they're redoing Blade. And I think the person that does Blade, the guy is a very great actor. The guy that's doing it is a great actor. But he's always going to live in the shadow of, of Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes played the role so damn good that it's difficult for me to see somebody else in that role. But uh, uh, how far was it what I was saying? We were talking about Blade. Yeah. Well, what I was saying was, I got, we got. You You go ahead, please. Yeah. Um, I think the guy, uh, Mashahadi Ali, that's he's playing Blade, I can't pronounce his name. The next Blade. And I fear that, you know, that Wesley Snipes, he did such a great job with Blade that he's going to live in the shadow of what Wesley Snipes did, even though it's an MCU movie. But I, I, I'm i going to have a problem seeing somebody else play Blade. I'm going to be honest with you, Joseph, because Wesley did such a great job with it. He made it so believable that when I when I look at Wesley Snipes, I think of Blade, no matter what yeah. movie he did. I, I agree. I agree. So, like, you know what I'm saying? When you do a performance of that, well, how do you top that? Because the dude, Mashadi Ali, I can't even pronounce his name, he's a great actor, but he's always going to be compared to Wesley Snipes playing Blake. Whether he wants to or not, this is what's going to be. So. You know what? I just I just had a thought, just as you were talking, because of his name, I have to do some research. I have no idea who he is. Um, John Boyega... The guy who plays Finn in Star Wars, the latest, and yes, I've seen him in person when I when I went to the Star Wars convention. I wonder if he could 
if he would be able to pull off like a Black Panther. I kind of think he would. I think he could do it. I just now have that thought. You know the, the you know who I'm talking about, right? Uh-uh. Uh the the black guy who plays a stormtrooper in, in Star Wars. The black stormtrooper. Oh, him? Yeah. His, his name is John Boyega. I I, I think I could see him playing uh Black Panther. I think I could. So you um like I said, so basically you're saying you're not too too strict to see new actors play. Uh, uh, no, co- compared to other fans, no, I'm not as strict. You're right. That's correct. You are correct. I still I, I share what you're saying, though. Don't get me wrong. I still agree with you. It's hard to imagine, but it's, I think it still can be done. Hmm. So but it's just, you know, I, I'm just I'm just more open to it because. It's maybe that's just the artist in me, because like I said to um, I, I've always had this saying because um, I went to school for my, my bachelor's at BFA, Bachelor's of Fine Arts. What I learned in going to school for the fine arts and when I would go to like the Sheldon Art Gallery in Lincoln or the Jocelyn in, in Omaha, when you when you go to to uh, an exhibition specifically for an artist, let's say a Picasso, well, when you go into a Picasso show, don't look for Renoir. Don't look for don't look for uh, romantic romanticism of 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 impressionism because it's 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 uh, a, a modernist uh, cubism by Picasso. That's that's Picasso. That's what he does. So when it comes down to actors, they they even though they're acting different characters, they still have their own fingerprint, if you will, their style of acting because that's just part of the personality, you know. So I, I don't expect actors to, they're a different person. Even if they do a good job in acting, kind of like Spider-Man. I think that was a good, that was a perfect example that uh, you bring up. Because these three actors, completely different actors, but they, I, I personally thought they all did a good job portraying Spider-Man. They do it, uh, and Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. But I, I think, and let's not forget Peter Parker, by the way. You know, because it's two characters, so to speak, so to speak. I know they're the same guy, but, you know, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think they did a good job. Um, so I, that's how I look at it. So, so you don't think um, the guy, because the guy that plays Blade was um, New Blade, Mashad, my, I can't never pronounce his name, his last name was Ali, he's a black guy. He Ali, played in, okay. a, I think you, you see him he played in the um, he played a lot of movies, but I think he was in um, he was in that I can't think of his name. I think he was in Luke Kane, um, the Luke Kane uh, show on Netflix. Um, he's a villain. He played the villain on Luke Kane, and I have not but, seen that. And just so you just so you know, I'm not in front of my laptop, so I I, oh. I, I can't I can't look up things right now. Just so you know. But yeah, he um, he like I said, the guy that's playing Blade is a great actor. I mean, he is a great actor. But I just wonder, like I said, is the the shadow of Blade or is the shadow of Wesley Snipes? Because because like I said, Wesley Snipes did such a great job playing. Like when you look at Wesley Snipes, you you, you could believe that he was Blade. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, like you. But like, I, I also I also wonder, just inherently speaking. Just the fact that 
those actors were the first to play that that character maybe that's we're kind of biased because of that too in addition in addition that's not to take away from their acting ability it could be just well they were the first person to play that character i'm i'm guessing that has something to do with it too but i i also think about james bond my because i'm a, i am a james Oh, sorry. Uh, what I was saying, like, I, I wonder if also if it's um, sometimes because if, if that particular actor is the first actor to play said character, uh -huh. sometimes I'm thinking that makes us biased for it. But I, for me, I'm thinking about James Bond because I am a James Bond fan. And I'm thinking, well, I think my, my favorite one uh, actor who played uh, 007, James Bond, I think it's still Sean Connery for me, I think. And uh, Craig, or the guy, I keep, again, I'm so bad. Daniel Craig, I think, yeah. The most recent one, he did an awesome job. I was kind of skeptical at first, but I think he did better than, like, say, Roger Moore. So, and he was, and Roger Moore was decades before Daniel Craig. So sometimes it's because I think we're biased because it depends on who plays the character first. Sometimes it's just, it's also the way the actor plays. Uh, and then that's just, you know, as using uh, James Bond as an example, I, I'm thinking the same thing with, uh, uh, well, we have to see. Well, well, I have to see this young guy. There's the, there's the Blade situation. And, uh, and now, of course, there's Black Panther. We'll just simply have to wait and see how, how, the, how these actors do a good job or not. So... So basically, are you okay with, like I said, uh, the MCU saying, okay, we're going to do tributes to Chadwick and we're not going to replace him? Are you okay with that? or I, I think they should replace him. I, I, I wondered if, but after our, after our conversation, at first I, was, I wasn't sure, but I, this conversation helped me, you, us talking about it, it helped me see that they should move on. And I and I think they should choose another actor. After wow. I wasn't that I wasn't that I didn't quite have that opinion until our conversation tonight, because it's it's like we do it all the I mean not we but you know society, uh, uh, movie companies do it all the time you know, mm -hmm. and, and at some point you have to move on. So it's after this conversation it it, it, it kind of gelled my opinion that they should choose somebody else, and, and just simply move on. You being a writer yourself, Joseph, you don't think that it makes the writers have to be more creative and, and make the story, you know what I'm saying, that much better because it, this is going this is going to test the writer, Joseph. This is this is gonna be a No, test you're like you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, especially especially when you're talking about from the point of view as a movie versus because i've written novels i haven't written them you know i haven't done a screenplay for a movie that's completely different you know right uh, though, though i looked at you so it's, it's, it's a different style it's a different type of writing because uh people won't have the same expectations for a novel as they would a movie character because it's it's more visceral visceral because we see it you know, we hear how people talk, their intonations. We see what they look like. We relate to them uh, uh, from a, a psychological slash cultural standpoint. Whereas books, yeah, we have it in our mind. We use our, we project our imagination as we're reading a, a novel. But let's face it, when we see a character in movies, 
It's it's different. So you're you're right. Your the expectations of the fans, the viewers, very different from. And that's a very good point. I never thought of it that way till you till you brought that up, Jerome. Yeah. Um, that that would be interesting to see how people would feel about. Hmm. That I never thought of that. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure because writing uh, a novel is is a different medium than movies. Just just as just as uh, oil painting is different from digital, you know, format. Um. Yeah. I, um. I, I don't know, Joe, Joe Seth. Maybe because, like I said, I loved him so much as an actor in all his movies that maybe I'm just biased. Maybe that's good. And that's okay, that's okay because you're you're talking about entertainment, and, and and you know it's it's okay to be biased. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing inherently wrong with being biased. It's it's just when it becomes when it becomes um, um, uh, 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 prejudice, if you will, as in prejudging, when I use the word prejudging, I don't mean just race in terms of race, but prejudging. It's when, it, uh, when bias is, is overlap and when it becomes prejudging, prejudice is what it means. You know, like prejudging, like, oh, you haven't even seen this actor, this, you haven't seen him act yet, and you're already against him. That's, that's what I mean. I, I think it's okay out of biases. I'm think I'm also I just remembered I remember seeing Chadwick. Um, the last thing I saw him in when he was still alive was that that one movie where he played a cop, Twenty One Something or whatever it was called. Yeah, or, yeah, it was on Netflix. Yeah, that was that was a really good movie. I I can I and I think I said to, I may have said this to you if not you somebody else. That's the kind of genre movie that used to be the roles that, um, of course, I forget his name. Um, the black guy, the actor who plays in Training Days. Why am I forgetting? Denzel. Denzel Washington. That's the that's the kind of movie Denzel Washington would have the character he he would have played. But now it's a different generation. And and Chadwick Boseman and, and Denzel Washington is one of my favorite actors, by the way. Yes, Denzel is a great actor, but you were saying about him, uh, you know, that, that role, you're right. Um, he, that is more traditional role of uh, Denzel Washington, and Chadwick did, did a very good job playing that role. Yeah, so, and, and I, I, I'm not exactly sure where it dropped off, but, but I was saying how, oh, I, I was expecting him to be the next Denzel Washington, basically. And, yeah. well, of course, we all know how that turned out, so, you know. Um. Yeah, uh, the the cast that was therapeutic uh, filming the movie, you know, uh, Black Panther, and like I said, Joseph, um, I don't know, I, you know, people that listen to me, uh, they probably think I'm probably be weak, man, but I got emotional when I seen that trailer, man. Like, no, um, you're not weak at all. That's that's being human, bro. That's, yeah, there's nothing yeah. weak about that. Yeah, it was hard to watch, man. It was hard to watch because, like I said, you 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 feel all the characters mourning him, and with that song, everything's gonna be all right in the background. It is just, um, and, and I'm I'm guessing this is just me totally guessing. I'm guessing that the actors were truly mourning him too. Yeah, so not just the characters. It probably that's a that's a sign that that's a good movie when the actors do such a good job that you forget it's probably the actors 
in real life actually mourning Natalie Bozeman. So I, I think that, that would make sense to me. Yeah. It, um, we, um, like I said, Ryan Coogler, he's a, he's a great director. Um, he, I, I trust him, Joseph. Um, um, he uh, actually earlier this year, he was the same guy that got the police called on him when he went to the bank because he had a mask on. Oh, the, the, the you said the was it the director? You mean for yeah, Ryan Coogler? Yeah, he directed Black Panther. He he gave the teller, the bank teller, a note saying, "Hey, I need thirty eight thousand of the cash," and he had his mask on. Oh my goodness! And they called the police. It, it was a black woman that that was a teller. She called the police and said, "You know, I think he's a bank robber. I think he's trying to rob the bank." And they, <laughs> I I yeah. did not know about this. I did not know about this. They didn't arrest him, but they detained him and everybody who he was with. Oh and my he had, goodness! Yeah, the thing that I, I I don't want everybody to know how much money I have because he got he's he got so he wrote it. I can get to my mother, but I don't want anybody to know. And then she called the police and the police came and they handcuffed them. And it was hard to walk. I did not watch. know about this. I did not. I totally did not know about this. Yeah, it was hard to watch. Interesting. It was really hard to watch. It was very, very hard to watch, man. And, um, you know, wow. you get up yeah, you get upset because the guy got millions, and well, sure, that that goes to show you about about. Well, it's, you know, it was a black woman, that a black teller, right? You, is a yeah, black woman. Black a, yeah, but 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 yeah. but the the cops. The question is, who were the cops? This be my yeah. Question. It was just it was just an overreaction, and it's just like, wow, really? I mean, can we not? Yeah. yeah. Well, you bank. heard about you heard about Oprah Winfrey several years ago. She was in Europe, actually, and I, I don't I've forgotten the details. But not everybody necessarily will know Oprah, but most likely, especially a high income like Scandinavia. I forgot which country. That's why I'm saying Scandinavia because I don't remember which one, which country in Scandinavia because uh, that's a region basically. Uh, uh, well, there's like what three countries that make the Scandinavia. Anyway, I forgot which one it was. Um, Denmark or whatever it was. Um, and uh, uh, Oprah, the billionaire, she showed up at this one store in some, one of the Scandinavian countries and they did the, you know, they did the, you know how they treat us. They start following us around. Can I help you with something? They, they um, you know, they basically did that to Oprah. And later on, they come to find it was Oprah. I guess, so I guess there's two ladies, two white ladies at the, this particular store in the Scandinavian country, which I forgot which one but it's possible they didn't know who she was but they still shouldn't have done that even if they did whether they knew it or not um mm -hmm. following her around and you know th that happens to black people all the time when we go into stores and things because they're making sure we're not stealing something and or they don't want us there at all they try to make us feel uncomfortable so we'll leave you know that could be another possibility anyway so I, I think of that when you what you just told me about the teller the situation with that director. Yeah, I mean, Joe says, uh, uh, Jay Z said it best: "Poor nigga, rich nigga, dark nigga, light nigga." He said, "Still a nigga." That's yeah, what in the end. That. Yeah. yeah still, and um, you know, Jay Z, he's he's a billionaire, and he said he still feels like 
<laughs> you know, he's just still a nigga to them. Well, yeah, because because they don't, and, and a lot of people who are uncomfortable, even some white liberals, uh, um, and, and I'm not trashing white liberals, I'm just saying some people who are uncomfortable, even though they're, un, they're not racist themselves, they're just not comfortable because they have friends and relatives who are, who are who, and they're close to their friends and relatives and that their uncle, whoever. Just not feeling comfortable, Joseph, like you said. But here's the thing that, that, that bothers me, though, Joseph. What the F is going to make you comfortable then? Like, you know what I'm saying, Joseph? What? Like, what is going to make you comfortable? Because, like, I understand, like, if, if the skin, the color of my skin is such a threat to you, if it's such a threat to you, go, you, why not just go kill yourself then? Because we're everywhere. Well, yeah. Everywhere. Well, that the, um, those those people like that. I'm talking about those who are uncomfortable dealing with like, like they're not as hardcore against. They're they're not racist. It's just their approach is is more. I'm not talking about those people who are who are anti-racist, and it's just they they may not come as uh, white liberals and and. Where they focus more on, they're still on your side. They're still allies. I'm I'm talking about those who are just straight up racist. Those those I'm talking about. What you're talking about. Those people, I don't worry about them because they're our enemies. You'll never be able to, and nor do I try to convince them. I'm a good person. Yeah, you just got to get to know me. I don't I don't I don't even try. Well, you know how I feel because I I talk about this. I post, you've seen my post, a lot of people try to ignore it because they just can't deal with, oh, America, what happens if we were to break up and stuff? I'm not even talking about breaking up the United States. I'm talking about having a, an independent zone where uh, it's on the West Coast because no sense of reinventing the will, uh, the, the will as in W-H-E-E-L, uh, uh, because it's, it's uh, and I've been to the West Coast uh, several times, uh, East Coast too. And, and trust me, it's like, that's the most liberal place in the United States region is the West Coast, California, or uh, I haven't been to Oregon yet, though, been, been through, you know, Seattle, but especially California. You know, um, East Coast is not as you think would be more progressive because of New York City and whatnot, but it, they're not. They're, they're more progressive than the West Coast. To me, that's why we need a what I call a blue zone, where it's like either semi-autonomous, kind of like. Uh, Taiwan, and you asked me about Taiwan uh, a few months ago, uh, kind of like what Taiwan or what Hong Kong used to be. And there's some other examples throughout the world. Uh, oh, here's another example in Canada. Um, what's, what's that? Um, uh, Quebec. They, they, they try, uh, for several of those who don't know Quebec, uh, it's on the eastern, eastern part of uh, Canada. They try to have, because they're, 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 they're more French than they are North America, the Quebec region, to be honest with you because of the history of the founding of Canada. But anyway, uh, modern-day Canada. Um, because they, they're, they're Francophones, they're, they're closer to France than they are North America. So they, they try to be more independent from the rest of Canadian society. But they're still part of Canada. So I, I envision something like Blue, blue Zone, something like that. But, you know, uh, Western, West Coast of the United States. Because I'm tired of dealing with fuckers like that. That, that's 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 the connection to what we're talking about because um, I, I and progressives in general. I know you're not progressive, but uh, to, and to anyone else who who, who are, are that is fair-minded, who are open to different races, different ideas, even if you're conservative or, or 
Republican. You don't necessarily have to be a registered Democrat or whatever. But if you're if a person is just tired of racist and and the the Trump people and and the conspiracy theories of Q people, QAnon, if you're tired of all that, we just need a zone for ourselves, free thinkers. Uh, that's that's why personally, because these people are not going to change. Yeah, but you know I, I, you're right. They're not going to change. Can you? Are you still around? Yes, I I, I, I still hear you. We, we're right yeah. at four four minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's not. It, it's just if you can't be comfortable around a billionaire, no matter what their race is, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. Like, it, and it's not. It's not. Um, like I said, man, if Jay Z was to sit right next to me, I don't care who he got around him. I'm not worried about a damn thing. The man is worth billions. Okay, I don't. I don't think he knows I'm no threat to him, or he's no threat to me. But right. because of his skin color, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it just it just shows. Like okay, if it's 2022 and you still feel like this, then there's just something yes. wrong with you. I don't. I don't yes, I'm they, not. They do. I'm not, they do. I'm not. Yeah, just. But I'm not trying to convince you anymore. I'm not. Yeah. I don't care oh, yeah. if you. If I. You I, I that's person. that's an excellent point, Jerome. And and there's there's a move, not a movement, but um, that's too strong. But. And it's anecdotal. It's not. I, I haven't read about any empirical data on it, but just kind of what I feel from just living every day and being 52 years old now, and I, I've seen how things used to be and how things change. I see that kind of more amongst African Americans. It's like, look, it's like I'm kind of done trying to show you that I'm a good person, and just because you know, and we have good examples of how black people, not all of us are gangsters and all that, and all this other stuff. We're can you hear me still? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, just I just just making sure. Um, yeah, a lot of us were just tired, and which is part, like I said, part of the reason why we we uh, and it's not just African Americans, uh, white liberals, just just people who are uh, free thinkers, as in those who are open minded to different society, multiculturalism, those who believe in the use of science in society, those who believe in democracy. We need that on the way. Just not feeling comfortable, Joseph, like you said. But here's the thing that 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 bothers me, though, Joseph. What the f is going to make you comfortable then? Like you know, what I'm saying, Joseph, like what is going to make you comfortable? Because like I understand, like if if the skin, the color of my skin, is such a threat to you, if it's such a threat to you, go, you why not just go kill yourself then? Because we're everywhere. Well, yeah. Everywhere. Well, that the. I'm, um, those those people like that. I'm talking about those who are uncomfortable dealing with like, like they're not as hardcore against. They're they're not racist. It's just their approach is is more. I'm not talking about those people who are who are anti-racist. And it's just they they may not come as uh, white liberals and and where they focus more on. They're still on your side. They're still allies. I'm I'm talking about those who are just straight up racist. Those those I'm talking about. What you're talking about. Those people I don't worry about them because they're our enemies. You'll never be able to, and nor do I try to convince them. I'm a good person. Yeah, you just got to get to know me. I don't I don't I don't even try. Well, you know how I feel because I I talk about this. I post. You've seen my post. A lot of people try to ignore it because they just can't deal with. Oh, America, what happens if we were to break up and stuff? I'm not even talking about breaking up the United States. 
I'm talking about having a, an independent zone where uh, it's on the West Coast because no sense of reinventing the will, uh, the, the will as in W-H-E-E-L, uh, uh, because it's, it's uh, and I've been to the West Coast uh, several times, uh, East Coast too. And, and trust me, it's like, that's the most liberal place in the United States region is the West Coast, California, or uh, I haven't been to Oregon yet though, been, been through, you know, Seattle, but especially California, you know, um, East Coast is not as you think would be more progressive because of New York City and whatnot, but it, they're not. They're, they're more progressive than the West Coast. To me, that's why we need a what I call a blue zone, where it's like either semi-autonomous, kind of like uh, Taiwan. And you asked me about Taiwan uh, a few months ago, uh, kind of like what Taiwan or what Hong Kong used to be. And there's some other examples throughout the world. Uh, oh, here's another example in Canada. Um, what's, what's that? Um, uh, Quebec. They, they, they try, uh, for several of those who don't know Quebec, uh, it's on the eastern, eastern part of uh, Canada. They try to have, because they're, 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 they're more French than they are North America, the Quebec region, to be honest with you, because of the history of the founding of Canada. But anyway, uh, modern day Canada, um, because they, they're the Francophones, they're, they're closer to France than they are North America. So they, they try to be more independent from the rest of Canadian society. But they're still part of Canada, so I I envision something like blue blue zone, something like that, but you know, uh, western west coast of the United States. Because I'm tired of dealing with fuckers like that. That that's 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 the connection to what we're talking about. Because um, I I and progressives in general. I know you're not progressive, but uh, to and to anyone else who 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 are, are that is fair-minded who are open to different races, different ideas, even if you're conservative or, or Republican, you don't necessarily have to be a registered Democrat or whatever. But if you're, if a person is just tired of racist and, and the, the Trump people and, and the conspiracy theories of Q people, QAnon, if you're tired of all that, we just need a zone for ourselves, free thinkers. And, uh, that's, that's why personally, because these people are not gonna change. Yeah, but you know, I, 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 you're right. They're not going to change. Can you? Are you still around? Yes, I I, I, I still hear you. We, we're right yeah. at four four minutes. Okay, yeah. Um, it's not. It's it just if you can't be comfortable around a billionaire, no matter what their race is, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. Like, it, and time. it's not. It's not. Um, like I said, man, if Jay Z was to sit right next to me. I don't care who he got around him. I'm not worried about a damn thing. The man is worth billions. Okay, I don't. I don't think he knows I'm no threat to him, or he's no threat to me. But right. because of his skin color, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it just it just shows. Like okay, if it's 2022 and you still feel like this, then there's just something yes. wrong with you. I don't. I don't yes, I'm they, not. They do. I'm not, they do. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Just. But I'm not trying to convince you anymore. I'm not. Yeah. I don't care. Oh, yeah. If you, if you I, think, I, I, that's, that's an excellent point, Jerome. And, and there's, there's a move, not a movement, but um, that's too strong. But and it's anecdotal. It's not. I, I haven't read about any empirical data on it. But just kind of what I feel from just living every day and being 52 years old now, and I, I've seen how things used to be and how things change. I see that kind of more amongst African Americans. It's like, look, it's like I'm kind of done trying to show you that I'm a good person. And just because, you know, and we have good examples of how black people 
not all of us are gangsters and all that and all this other stuff. We're can you hear me still? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Just I just just making sure. Um yeah, a lot of us were just tired, and which is part, like I said, part of the reason why we we uh and it's not just African Americans, uh white liberals, just just people who are uh, free thinkers, as in those who are open-minded to different society, multiculturalism, those who believe in the use of science in society, those who believe in democracy. We need that on the way. Yeah, you're right. We, you, you were saying, um, you do, can you hear me? Yeah, I, I, mean, I can. Yeah. And okay. please let me know, let me know how, how, how long you want to go. It's, okay. it's kind of hard to tell with this, 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 uh, as many times as you were having to log on, log off, and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah. but you was right. But you was talking about like, like you like you guys need things, and and the thing that's frustrating. I don't know how it always gets political. We went from the movies to political. But what, what bothers me more than anything, Joe says, is the people that usually vote Republican, they vote against their own interests, and that's just stupid. It's it, it, I mean, I know. when you see a policy. That can help you, like universal health care, universal daycare, universal, you know, things that will help people that vote Republican. They yeah. vote against it just because it's not Republican. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? That shows how ignorant and the ignorancy I, of I, it's, yeah. I don't know, it's mind going. Like, you, we, why, and it's usually the broke, the broke white people. And I'm saying, why would you want to vote against something that can help you and your family? Why are you voting against it? Just because you're Republican? It, really? So you, you're going to vote against your own cause to prove a point? To prove what, how loyal you are? Pretty ignorant. Yeah, yeah, um, can, can you hear me okay? Because uh, uh, yeah, I don't I, know. If, I, okay. Just want to make sure. Because um, I'm having to put the phone up to my ear because sound, you sound a little bit more distant. I don't know. If, anyway. Um, I remember my late father. We had nothing in common, so other than other than genetics, that he was my father, and we're both black. That's about it. Because uh, uh, I'm, a, you know, atheist, and he was a Pentecostal preacher, and we that we just could not get along. Uh, but one of the things my father was actually my late father. He died in 2013. One of the uh, uh, things that he was actually advanced in, because he used to talk about this. Back in the late '90s, I remember mid mid to late '90s, uh, what we call today what we call today as identity politics, we didn't have the name back then. But my father would say, you know, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, these these white people are stupid. These poor these working poor white people are stupid. They're voting for these Republicans. Remember, this is like mid to late '90s. Now keep that in mind. They're voting for these these Republicans because they're white guys. But they're rich in Congress, and these these poor these poor white guys who who work and don't have a lot of money, they keep voting for these Republicans just because they're white, but they don't represent them. That's that's how my father, you know, I'm paraphrasing. And what we call today as as identity politics and the, you know the culture wars and da da da, he was actually right about that. And that's kind of going to what you were saying, Jerome. A lot, a lot of like uh, the the farmers, for instance, a lot of the white farmers, of course, most times they vote Republican. Like ninety eight percent of the times they vote Republican, and I think it's because because of identity politics, because they think they have nothing in common with a work poor working or even middle class working, uh, my, racial minorities in cities, 
oh, I'll just stick with, you know, and these these policies that would actually help them out uh, as, as working farmers. But they're against it because of the, the parties and, and, and the, the demographics of who's in the party, the Democratic Party, I mean. Yeah, um, I I never ever vote against or for a issue if I don't know anything about it. And like I said before, if here's the thing that's bothering me: if you want to get women back into the workforce, universal daycare is a pretty important thing. So. Either, either you want to have a solution and help women get back to the workforce or you don't want to help. And I don't see, well, you know, I mean, obviously Joe Manchin blocked it, but I don't see how, yeah. um, you know, saying like, how do you want to get women back in the workforce, but you're not willing to help, you know, to get back to the workforce? How can you? overturn Roe v. Wade and you don't want to help take care of the kids that people are being forced to have. It is it, 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 I, I can I can I can answer part of that for you, but not as a white Republican, but as a former Pentecostal. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm, oh, I'm okay. It, it was a, it was a notification on my phone. I heard a little chirp and I was making sure. Um okay as a former Pentecostal, the way um this is how I used to see it when, uh, and by the way, for those who don't know, I, I left the church when I was like 30, but became a full-blown atheist around 2006, 2005, 2006. Okay. Just to those who don't know, um, uh, in the podcast, uh, listeners, um, when I was young, it's like, well, you know, you shouldn't have had the baby to begin with. If you had the discipline like me, I was a virgin until I'm, I don't mind saying this out loud. You know, I was a virgin until I was 30 because I got married when I was 30 or 29, because I, I was 30 when I had my first kid, so I guess 29. Um, because uh, because Pentecostals, they don't believe in sex outside of marriage. And I, I married relatively late because I went to school, you know, I got my education, then I settled down a little bit later, which, you know, people who are more ed- educated class tend, tend to do that a little bit more. You know, get your education first, then you start a family. So I was a little bit, a little bit older. Um, and so I was very uh, condescending, uh, but I, I didn't mean to be, but it was more like, well, if, if, if you weren't, you know, going around, sleeping around and stuff, you wouldn't have these kids. And now you have to pay the price. So, so yeah, that, so that's kind of the attitude. A lot of these conservatives have is, well, you know, it's that, that's how they think they, they it's a different thought process. they, they're like on another planet, and I mean that in a bad way. They're on another planet, and they they don't relate with people like us, the rest of us in this country. Yeah, and, and they can be on another planet all they want, Joseph. That's fine. But once again, if you're if you're going like, come on, they try to force a ten year old to have a baby. I and, know, and yeah. it could have killed the baby. Kyrie possibly could have killed her. It could have did uh, irreparable damage to her for the rest of her life. And they had to go over there to Illinois to get the damn abortion. And it's just like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, well, well, again, speaking as a former Pentecostal, it, it depends on what it depends. Yeah, so you, you know, um, you, um, 
you know, I, I get Pentecostal and what you're saying, everything else, Joseph. But I, you know, I, I didn't. I, I, obviously, I don't agree with it now. I'm just saying my my past experience. People who think like that, that's where they they are coming from. In fact, the the strain of Pentecostalism uh, that my father, because he was the late, you know, I was a I was a deacon in my dad's my father's church, and and other Pentecostals and other denominations similar to Pentecostals. They even think contraception is similar, it's same as abortion. They think to even prevent pregnancy is the same as abortion. No, okay. That's how, that's how extreme, I'm just saying that's how extreme some, that's why they're called fundamentalists. Okay. That's and, and, how a lot of them see it. And here, Joe, so here's the thing that's funny. Just before the pandemic hit in 20, 2019, 2019, the Republicans late, late 2019, but anyway. Yeah, but so I'm saying no, 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 not not that's it before, before oh before, before gotcha. I'm sorry. You go ahead. Sorry. Um the Republicans were gonna cut two million dollars people off food stamps. Two million families, mm. they're gonna cut them off food wow. stamps. And the pandemic happened. So here's the thing. So Republicans are trying to cut everything, yet they're trying to force more people being born. Where the hell do you do that at? So we we you 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 want to add more life, so you can't sustain it. I I think where they are coming from is more of, <laughs> well, it's, it's again speaking as a former Pentecostal. This is how I used to look at it like that back then, and have and plus having even now, if you talk or or you read or listen to people who think like that. Uh, you don't have to bend from that that background. Just just watch, read, and listen to what they say. They think, well, it's God's will. It's done. The deed is done. Even if they're raped, well, is the deed is done. You can't have two wrongs don't make a right. So yes, it's bad that the the rape happened, but we can't com we can't commit murder now. So we can't have two wrongs. They don't make a right. That's how they see it. Okay, so okay, they, that's I, how they that's how they see it. Okay, I'm gonna use their logic, and I I, I want to get your answer when I use their logic. Okay, hopefully we don't get cut off, but I I want to I'm, I'm gonna give you a scenario. Okay, if I just say I'm a rapist, so as a rapist, do I have the right to go sexually assault a woman? Okay, because I think she's pretty, and I wanted to have my baby. Then can uh, I do obviously, that? Obviously not. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. Okay. But why not? Because if I want her to have my baby, why not? Because remember, because in a lot of many places, they pretty much make abortion illegal. So why can't I go sexually assault a woman that I want to because I want her to have my baby? Oh, you're saying someone who's of that mindset, they'll yeah. look at this as, oh, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, so I'll be saying, so if I want to sexually assault a woman because I want her to have my baby, because like somebody, you know, a lot of these pretty much abortions have been illegal or, or banned. So can I do that then? Because I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they're going to, they're going to feel like uh, guys who think like that. And I do mean guys, let's be honest about it. Men who think like that, they're, they, that's a good point, Jerome. They will be, they're going to feel more bold now because of the, these laws uh, at the state level, because Roe versus Wade being overturned. They're going to be a bit more bold now, most likely. That, okay, that's then, sad. 
then as hard as it is to prove now, how do you prove date rape then? How? Because now well, there, there are ways of doing it, but that you know they're not gonna they as in Repo I'm not gonna just say just say it, Republicans. They're not gonna listen to that anyway. Uh, they won't care because from their their viewpoint, they think as well, like what us us on uh, 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 you don't have to be, again you have to be a registered Democrat, but just those who are who are free thought free thinkers, those who are fair minded for justice. If you're against uh, racism, you're going to stand up to racism, right? Of course. Okay. To them, from the right wingers' standpoint, they're going to stand up for the unborn. Uh, they're going to stand up to the un. Sorry, I was going to message. I was going to message on my phone. They're going to stand up to the unborn, no matter what, how, no matter how unpopular it is. With the liberals and 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 the people in Europe, those those left wingers, and uh, we're going to stand for what Jesus said. That's how they see it. And there's nothing. I'm speaking as a former Pentecostal. Trust me, there's absolutely nothing you can do that will convince them otherwise. You can. The only way you can deal with these people is through laws. You got to put the right people in in government so we can legislate because they will not be fair minded. They don't okay. have the capacity. They don't. So, Speaking as a former Pentecostal, they don't have the capacity to understand that. And they don't so, want to. Okay. And, okay. They may not have the capacity or whatever, but they're pretty much saying, I can... Um, so if, if, if you could take the right away from them, for women of their reproductive systems, then why... Can, so therefore, how can you take the right away from a man forcing themselves on them then if that's the case because what you're saying is okay we can tell you when to bring a child on the earth or when not to bring a child on the earth but you can you know you could pretty much sleep with whoever you want to but because you slept with whoever you wanted to there's repercussions from it and we're going we're going to force you to have a child because you know it's banned here you can't want abortion you can't get it here it just sounds ignorant like the whole concept just sounds ignorant yeah, the yeah. There's, just, there's ignorance, but it's it's also it's also a philosophical. That's how they actually believe. It's, and there's ignorance. Like something, if it's if that's a person's thought pattern, that's not ignorance. It's just that's the way they believe things, and that's even can, worse. That's even worse to me because if you're right. ignorant about something, you can change it. But if you know better, so to speak, better. To you, it's it's not being better. You know, a Nazi is not going to think that he's a bad guy. A Nazi thinks I'm just trying to preserve my white race. What's wrong with that? They're okay. not going to see them. They're I'm, of course, obviously, as a black man, I'm, I I disagree with them. But they're not going to see themselves as the bad guy. That's see, that's where we speaking as me as as one on the left, or I can uh, I suppose like you know, or those who are just I, again, I know you're not a Democrat. But those of us who are just, who are for just, and those who are rational, we have to remember these people do not see themselves as the bad guy, who need to be awoken, who need to be, who, who need to be uh, uh, shown the, the light of, of reason. They don't see themselves. When I was a Pentecostal, I didn't see myself as that, as a bad guy. Right. I get that, Joseph. But, just, but what, Pete, what you believe does not go for the rest of the world. I'm sorry. I know. You know. I I know this now, but back then, 
the what my attitude, especially when I was a teenager, and I started when I started loosening up and start and I started getting more rational. I was in my mid twenties, uh, you know, a large part because of education at the university and ex life experience. So just to give you an idea where my experience was, and we're talking the mid nineties, by the way, by the time I started uh, becoming more rational. Um, but when I was a teenager in the eighties and early nineties, it was more of as a former Pentecostal, hardcore Pente Pentecostal. I was, it was more like the, the more you try to reason with them is more of, well, you're just trying to take me away from God. You're just trying to change me to be a, a, a an atheist like you, or even if you are a Christian, uh, you, you're not going to make me your kind of Christian. This is what I read in the Bible, and you're not going to change me. That's how they become defensive. They do not have the same. And I've had psychology, you know, seriously. It helps when you have psychology. In addition to my life experience as a former Pentecostal, I know how they think. Uh, funda Christian fundamentalists, when I say they, not just Pentecostal, Christian fundamentalists in general. Their thought process is different from yours and mine, Jerome. They, they literally, and if you read psychology, your, your, your thought process is, is like a muscle memory. Your, your, yeah, the way I, you're, I get, you're type. I get ahead, what you're Paul. saying. I mean, I get what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. What, what I'm saying is what good was good for the goose is not good for the gander. Okay. Yeah. I think differently. You think differently. Your wife thinks differently. My daughter leaves differently. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're all not the same people. If you don't, you know, you know, I know you agree with me. If you don't want an abortion, you don't believe in it, you don't have to get one. Right. You don't have to get one. But, they but they don't see, they, they would come back with, oh, but you, you wouldn't say that to someone who's trying to shoot someone walking down O Street. They equip, they honestly see it the same as murder, as someone walking around downtown and you just shoot them. They see abortion as equal to that. Man, they, they just that I I again I do not agree with them, Jerome. This is how again as a former Pentecostal, this is how Christian fundamentalist Christians, this is how they think. And you can't reason with someone who thinks like that. They they're they're literally taking a, uh, they're taking a, a, an abstract, a, a concrete abstract way where it doesn't go beyond. And 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 psychology they have what's called. Concrete thinkers and abstract thinkers. Concrete thinkers, no surprise, it's like concrete, where it's hard, where it's base. You don't go beyond that. It's not. It's not. It's not. Um, shall we say? Okay, this could be our last segment, Joseph. Because I know it's getting late for both of us. But you were saying you were in the middle of something and you disappeared. Okay. And okay, and you said this is the last one. Yeah, because I got to edit. You know, I'm gonna have to edit all. Oh, yeah, this. yeah, yeah. I yeah, you're right. That's a lot of editing, and I appreciate I appreciate you doing all this, Jerome. I you really are doing a service for for society because I mean, it's, 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 people need to hear different voices, and you're 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 doing this. So thank you for doing it. Seriously. Yeah, thank but, you. Uh, just, just, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Just keeping it succinctly, though. Uh, I I want to say this. This if if there's nothing else from this session from tonight, this podcast from tonight. For especially to those, I'm speaking to my progressive or more moderate. The more moderate people understand this. I'm I'm really I'm speaking more towards leftists, woke like woke crowd, the liberals. Some of these people, especially the younger ones, they have not been exposed to how fundamentalists, and I mean fundamentalists, not just Christians, other fundamentalists. They don't 
really because it's, it's a different generation. This generation, they're not as fundamentalist as our, my generation, gener Generation X. People in their uh, mid-40s and, and up, or uh, 50s and up. So they're not exposed to people who are, who are fundamentalists, to, to uber-liberals, uh, progressives, and uh, my fellow progressives. Um, uh, I wouldn't consider myself woke, to be honest with you, because I mean, anyway, for those who are woke, I hope you, they understand when they hear this podcast these, it is a it takes some psychology or or at least Google it and you'll see for yourself. It's a different thought process that people who are religious they do not see the world and they cannot see the world the same way that you and I do, who who use uh, scientific methods or who are just more secular. It is a different construct of thought process when you're a fundamentalist. And I'm speaking as a former Pentecostal fundamentalist who left the church by the time he was 30, and I was outright atheist by 2005, when I was about 35. And I'm sorry, but the truth is, it's, it's anecdotal, but it's also empirical data. And I'm not saying they're stupid, I'm just saying they have a different thought process, and, and they, can, they can't, I mean, it's another way of putting it is this, and I'll, and I'll stop here and let you talk, Jerome. If you're crazy, how do you know that you're crazy? Mm -hmm. It takes someone else who's objective to be able to tell you that you're crazy. Well, if, right. you're, if, you're, if you're a fundamentalist, how will you know until someone else points it out to you? Yeah. Um, so I guess in closing, because I don't know how much time we have because, you know, it's been so erratic tonight. But right. um, it was a good session, I, by the way. Yeah, I, I would I would say this uh, to people. Um, we cannot be in a democracy if women's don't have the rights to their own body. So we cannot be this dem the democratic republic if women cannot make decisions for their own body. If you have a penis or you cannot get pregnant, you need to shut the F up about this subject. <laughs> leave, it, leave it alone. You, you, you have no say in it. You have no say what she, 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 or she has a right to do with their body. We are a democratic republic. That means we's free. And we these are we were, we cannot sit here and tell grown women that are adults, most of them, what they can and cannot do with their bodies. That's how we end it. That, that's what I was wanted to say. So. Hey, hey, ironically, amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joseph, thanks for coming on, man. You're, you're awesome. No so. it's, it's good talking to you, Jerome. I'll, I'll, I'll see you around. Yeah, I'll see you on the next show, buddy. All right, see you, man. Joseph. Peace out.